Hello, hi, good day. I hope that you're doing well. We are celebrating our father, so it's just the early hours of、um, June 19th, 2023, in my location. And yesterday, June 18th, was Father's Day. Honestly, at the beginning of the day, I just felt like, oh, Lord, I bless you and everything. My dad is gone now. But towards the end of the day, I had to sit back and reflect. And that's because of Auntie Mo's post. So, Auntie Mo, if you're listening, shout out to you and thank you so much. I saw her post and it just triggered really all the warmth and memories. Because earlier in the day, although I knew that、um, today,、uh, yesterday, like a pattern was Father's Day, I just felt like, okay, Sunday, let me go worship God, keep praying, trusting God, and everything, trying to just suppress memories of.、Um, The happy times I had with my dad and how much I miss him. In fact, in the afternoon, when I sat in my living room, I just thought and said, Oh Lord, I really miss my father. Until I saw that post later in the night and it triggered all the warm memories, and I am so thankful. Thankful and grateful that I had the kind I had. I still have because I don't have any other father aside from him, physical father.、Um, although he's no longer here, if I'm asked who my daddy is, I still will mention him. So I'm grateful to God that I have a father like the one I, I did have and still do have, even though he's no longer here. <clears throat> oh, it's happening to me. I'm not joking.、Um, And I remember when I was much younger,、um, there used to be all those questions. Okay, your mommy or your daddy, who, is, who do you prefer? Who is more important? <laughs> and honestly, I never really could answer that question. Because although my father was very strict、um, in, my, in, in my childhood days, I think my younger ones really did have it easier. Because when I was a child, that was the That was like the, the prime of his youth. My father was a youth. He was strong. He was、um, very alert, attentive. He could juggle many activities at, at the same time. So he paid attention to every aspect of, of my upbringing. He paid rapt attention up to my handwriting. <laughs> my right hand. My father would、um, come to my school on those open days, as they called them back then in.、Um, In primary school, elementary school, and he would inspect my book. He would, he would notice the places where I, I canceled a lot because at some point, and in my, in my primary school at the time, we were using pens, as in proper fountain pens, not the biros. So, fountain pens, you can imagine if your handwriting is not neat, like you have、um, a lot of blots on your, on your paper, on your book, and、um, it, could, it could be messy. And I wasn't really. A fantastic writer. I don't know if I still, I don't know if I've improved. I hope I have.、Um, I can read what I write, but、um, let's not go there. It, the, the, the thing is that he really did try his best to pay attention to every aspect of my life, every single aspect of my life. He,、um, he paid attention to my toenails, my fingernails. He、um, paid attention to my eating mannerisms. You know, he understood. What I liked to watch on television, and he sort of guided me to the kind of programs that I should pay attention to. Because he was a journalist, he guided me to paying attention to current affairs. So, even as a child, I remember back then in the in the early 90s, I knew that oh, there was a,、uh, the Gulf War was going on. And I remember when I was talking to my friends back then, they'll be looking at me like, You're such a weird kid, or why, why are you telling us about what? But I, I knew from a very Young age that my world did not just stop、um, in the areas where I could walk around, that there was more going on around, and that's because my father tried his best to open my mind beyond my immediate vicinity. He also helped me to grow spiritually, he, he helped me to understand that there was、um, and there still is an ultimate creator whom I should depend on. You know, for everything beyond what he's able to give me, and even for the things he's able to give me, that I could actually ask God to help him to,、uh, to provide for me and provide for me. And he, he was just an all round father. So, honestly,、um, if you were to ask me that question again today, a father and a mother, who is more important? My answer would be both, you know, 
both parents are important both father and mother are very important they each occupy unique roles in the life of a child in the life of a person and every child indeed deserves to have both father and mother in their lives and i'm very much aware that unfortunately some people do not have that privilege and opportunity and i really do feel sad for you if you fall into that bracket but i want to assure you that you have the ultimate father who never dies who is always present who who never fails who is ever loving you know our ultimate father in heaven and um for me personally i understood this better when my uh when my father i still find it difficult to say died but when he passed on um that was when i truly understood the nature of God being our father. So today we are going to be celebrating our fathers and I'm just going to share some of the things that God has helped me to understand with a hope and prayer that it will also bless your life as much as it has blessed mine. So um, when we talk of a father, what does a father mean to you? Um, if when you hear the word father, what does it mean to you? I will share some of the things that um, that word means to me. Number one, a father is a carrier of the seed of life. Every father is a carrier of his seed of life. In fact, I should say every man carries his seed of life in him. Um, and you can trace this back to the very first man that was created in the book of Genesis. So Genesis chapter 1 tells us that God created Adam, right? And um, he gave him instructions. God created man and he gave him instructions and all that. And then from Genesis 2, we see that God brought the woman out of man. And just in case you we, did not, we didn't understand it clearly, in Genesis 5, God through the inspiration of his holy spirit revealed to moses who wrote the book of genesis and moses explained to us that in the day that god created man he created a male and female and he called them adam so in adam the woman was there in adam eve was there so that means you can almost say that every man has been pregnant at least once in his life right pregnant with either the wife is going to marry and that woman who will ultimately have children for him is carrying the seeds the rest of the generation so a man is a carrier of a seed of life and with and without a seed there can be no fruits right without a seed there can be no fruit so we we need to be conscious and pray to god to preserve the seeds that he has sown in the life of um of our fathers in the life of men in general because uh, when you come to think of it devil is out to get men um not so many men are into God now, you know, it's, they're either chasing money, chasing power, chasing authority on one thing or the other. They want to, they just want to be like, they just want to be like God here on earth, forgetting that they're already gods, you know, <laughs> and that's the, that's the hilarious thing because the devil will try to make you feel like you are missing something, whereas you already have it. It's the same trick he played with Adam, with Adam and Eve back then in the garden when he said, oh, don't worry, God just doesn't want you to be like him. That's why he said, don't eat of this fruit. Meanwhile, they were already um, children of God and gods in their own right. Because when we read the book of Luke chapter 3, verses 37 to 38, it tells us that, look, Adam was the son of God, which means that Eve as well was also the daughter of God. But the devil tried to deceive them otherwise. And that's why now many men feel like the mark of status is for them to have money or for them to have power or for them to demonstrate that they are, they are a mark of terror, like that like, uh, they can bully others. And um, these, these things, they just chase after their own personal wills desire and sometimes it leads them to even leads them very far away from god you see people submitting to occultic powers demonic satanic powers going to any length whatsoever selling their souls selling themselves uh selling themselves short just to get those material or things that are not really everlasting that they think are important so excuse me we need to pray that god will preserve the seeds that our men carry men are carriers of seeds and if they 
do not carry the seed, then there will be no fruit. And if the seed is killed or corrupted, then the fruit will not survive. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. So if the if the seed is killed or is corrupted, then the fruit will not survive or the fruit will be corrupted. And that's why you see broken men will most times generate broken fruits as well. So as much as we we want our men to be great and all that, we need to also pay attention to ensure that they are well put together. And now maybe this is speaking to mothers. You know, when you have a son, you're not just raising a son. You are raising a generation. You are raising the carrier of nations. You are raising the father of nations. Yes, because that boy is going to one day have his own children. And those children are going to disperse and have their own children. When you check a family tree, you see so many branches. And beyond um, children, a man carries ideas. He carries um, He carries. Uh, uh, ideas and destinies within him you know he carries ideas and destinies within him so his decisions oftentimes determines the destiny of so many others and that is why it's very important for the man and the seed that he carries whether they are mental seeds physical seeds spiritual seeds all the seeds that he carries that god helps him to preserve them and the only way he can preserve them is for him to be under Christ which brings us to the second um, the second quality of a father for me this is me this is me explaining who a father who a father or what a father is to me number one a father is the carrier of a seed of life number two a father is a symbol of authority now when we read the scriptures we see that the order of creation, I mean the order of um, authority in as far as God is concerned. You have God, you have Christ, and then you have the man. God, Christ, and then the man. You know, and when God was giving the reason, he said because the man was created first before the woman, you know. So let's not even go to the fact that oh the woman allowed the devil to deceive her and she was the one who ate of the of the uh the fruit and lured the man to also do the same but ultimately the order of authority is god christ and then the man so what that means is that if the man is not under christ that is already the beginning of all the problems you can think about and this is me this is not me being biased in favor of or against any religion i'm just explaining the spiritual hierarchy of authority as the as the word of god itself has revealed to us so a man who is under christ will save his household a man a father who is under christ you if if a, if a man if a father subjects himself to christ that is the beginning of the salvation of his family and this is not just um, spiritual salvation salvation in every sense because when you have christ as the head of, of the home then every other thing god will take control and this is not just having christ at the head of the home this is not just you being under christ as far oh you go to church all the time you can quote genesis to revelations you can pray long prayers it's actually genuinely looking up to jesus and walking in accordance with the with the word of god walking in accordance with um the examples that christ himself had set for us here and um a man who, who is able to do that will of course raise his household after um after christ fashion his household after christ so a father is a symbol of authority and for examples we can see um noah noah was able to save his family his family was saved because he brought himself in subjection to god's authority you know i can imagine that maybe in fact i even hear in some parts of um um ancient scholars that oh maybe one of his wives or sorry one of his son's wives was probably uh one of the worldly people but because her husband was getting the act she also got in the act and somehow i don't know i really don't know but ultimately the point is that noah was able to get his noah's family was saved because he 
decided to subject himself to God. Then you can see some negative examples as well, like King Saul. King Saul's family, his entire lineage was wiped out because of his disobedience. So his uh, daughter, uh, Michal, she survived, but she was barren. She didn't have any child. And then there was, um, I think, one of his grandsons who was um, lame, who David had helped. But I'm not sure that person also had um, a reputable family that one could actually look to. But the entirety of, as in he, you, you could just see that his lineage just vanished because king saul disobeyed god and it wasn't just that he disobeyed god but he failed to repent because after uh prophet samuel came to him and pointed out to him that he had disobeyed god rather than repenting and asking for forgiveness and praying to god for forgiveness he rather was thinking about how his ego you know his reputation before the people that ah, uh, Samuel how can you just walk away these people are already here with me for the sacrifice and just in case you don't know what I'm talking about so um King Saul went to battle against the Amalekites as God had commanded him and God had said look go there destroy everything destroy everything both cattle sheep goats everything just take everything out because these people they are seen I don't want to even remember it anymore. So just blot them out. And when he got there, he noticed that ah, the Amalekites had like some fine things. They had gold, they had trinkets, ah, ah, they had fat cows and everything. And he said, no, we can't, we can't destroy these ones. So he told his soldiers to take some of those goodies, bounties, um, away from Amalek into the land of Israel and as they were bringing them into Israel God immediately alerted Samuel prophet Samuel and said look look at the guy that you are anointed king can you see what he has done now I told him to destroy everything in that place and he has brought some of those unclean things to this land go and tell him now that because of this thing he has done I will take that crown away from his head though and Samuel went to the place of sacrifice where where King Saul had already gathered people to sacrifice some of these unclean animals to God. And Samuel corrected him, you know, pointed out what the Lord had said. And there was no way it recorded that uh, King Saul said, ah, oh, I'm really sorry, I repent. In fact, um, I'm not going to do this anymore. What do I do now? Rather, he said, Samuel, please, where are you going? You must stay here. He even tore Samuel's uh, robe. I said, stay here. You, you want to ridicule me in front of these people? Don't you know I'm, I'm their king? Stay here. Let's do this sacrifice first. By the time we finish, we're going to hear what God is saying. And Samuel told him that the same way you tore this garments that's the way the kingdom has been torn away from you and i could just quickly point out that some sometimes people do so many unclean things and they think that they can use the outcome of that um sinful act to worship god and the word of god is simple obedience is better than sacrifice if he says do not you cannot bribe god like you can't you cannot um do something wrong and then use another way the result of the outcome of that wrongdoing to come and appease god you can imagine this guy he he was bringing he's just like uh, going to steal now uh, an armed robber who having stolen uh goods takes some of maybe 10 percent or even 20 or 30 or 50 percent of the things he has stolen and go and donate it to the church and say that you are doing thanksgiving you are just on your own the church might accept it but the the real person that you are giving it to who is god almighty has already rejected he has rejected it he has rejected this uh, i won't say you he has rejected this person who has done this thing and everything concerning this person so king saul because of his disobedience he caused the entire downfall of his family in the same way we look at king david who came after him king david Naumano, king david when his mates were going to war he was just parading patrolling walking up and down maybe taking breeze and then he saw this beautiful babe um, I think her name is Bathsheba, and he was like, what? Ha? Please go and call that girl for me. And they called her, and she was like, okay, so who are you? 
where where are you where do you come from where are you staying and she said ah my lord i'm married though um who's your husband king raya david said if i enter my bed chamber just stay here first and he did the do with her and some months after the woman came back and said ah my lord that match we played that day the goal has entered oh i'm pregnant david was like hey what okay you say your husband is king you say he's a soldier officer uriah right okay sent a message to joab his commander he said send this uriah back to me uriah came back and he said uriah go and eat be merry have fun with your wife just relax i know you've been working very hard you you are fighting for israel just go and uh, chill and uriah said ah my lord i cannot oh the ark of the covenant is out there in battle because those days when the israelites were going to battle they would take the ark of the covenant with them he said the ark of the covenant is out there in battle and my lord joab is also there fighting and you are saying i should go and sleep with my wife and go and eat ah my lord i'm sorry i can't do that king almighty king i can't so the next day he said okay no problem before you go back to the field there eh? come i want to give you a written note that you will take <laughs> i don't know if it was a written note but i'll give you a message that you take for the of to the officer and unknown to uriah he took his own death sentence to um the army commander and in that death sentence king david had ordered for uriah to be placed at the war front in the place where the battle was the hottest so that he would be a casualty and die in war and that ex- was exactly what happened and prophet nathan came and told him that look for this thing you have done the lord has said blood will never depart from your household ladies and gentlemen you will not believe it even though even though even though and that's why um, we always say life is governed by principles not by miracles you see in genesis chapter 9 when god had delivered uh, noah and his family from the flood they were the only human beings left he, like he had wiped away the whole of creation he said look one of the laws i'm giving to you people now because maybe adam and eve did not hear very well when i just told them okay do this do that you know he just gave them like maybe one paragraph of law in the book of uh, genesis chapter 1 from verses 26 all the way to 29 he said oh be fruitful multiply do this maybe they did not really understand i'm sure he must have told them so many other things but probably they didn't really understand so he now spells it out clearly to noah and his sons that anybody that kills another human being i'm going to require the blood of that person from the hand of the murderer so in this case um david had killed somebody innocently you know killed an innocent man and god said okay you have repented no problem but this thing you have done the consequence so is that blood will not depart from your household and even though David had begged for forgiveness. He had repented. The son that Bathsheba was pregnant with died. That's the baby. Died after the baby was born. When the baby was a child, the baby died. Then Moses, um, why am I saying Moses? David's son, Amnon, had sexual intercourse with David's daughter. Amnon's stepsister, the half-sister from the, uh, the same father but not the same mother, half-sister, had sexual intercourse with, with that one. So there was rape in his household, one of his sons raping his daughter. Can you imagine that kind of shameful thing? Then this, the, uh, the brother to that um, sister, to Tama, who had been raped, now killed Amnon. So one of his sons killed another son of his. So there was now murder in his household. And he didn't just stop there. But this same uh, Absalom who had killed Amnon decided to overthrow his father, overthrow the king, plan, planned a coup against, his, against David when, um, when David was still alive. And because of that, Absalom died. So how many children are they lost now? And it did not just end there. When, when David was, um, why am I saying Moses today, God? Maybe we should study Moses sometime soon. But when David was still, was about to, he was already old, like frail and almost dying. One of his sons still tried to take the throne. 
right um i can't remember what his name is now and by the by divine intervention god guided um david to make solomon king and after solomon became king that son of david that had tried to become king before he misbehaved and somehow he also uh was killed so you see how lost because he had lost it after a woman he saw a beautiful woman he could not take his eyes away from her that led to several catastrophes it led to murder that he committed and then he brought a bad bloodbath in his into his household so um a man being a symbol of authority you can either save or destroy your family and the best thing for a man for a father to do is to save his family by clinging firmly to Christ clinging firmly to Christ so we our prayer is that our present our future and our potential fathers will be firmly secured in Christ at all times we all we have to keep praying for them our present fathers our future fathers our potential fathers when we say future fathers we mean those that are expecting children maybe um their spouse is already pregnant for them and the potential fathers those that haven't even like the boys the little boys we see their potential fathers in the making this is the time for us to start praying for them and um i have to quickly say that being a father is not just about birthing a child it's not just about um having physical children you might also have spiritual children spiritual children are not those kind of witchcraft <laughs> spiritual children that people talk about oh. spiritual children as in people that you are helping to nurture in the ways of the lord like me personally i am not yet a physical mother but i consider myself a mother because i have people who, that look up to me in terms of um spiritual things faith-based things i also have people that look up to me as um um should i say mentor now that look up to me somehow for their support you know for their livelihood um people that i support so although they are not my physical they're not my biological children um but as a mother will ensure that she provides for her children as a mother will ensure that her children are taken care of i also feel a sense of responsibility towards these people whether they are spiritual those that look up to me for spiritual um upkeep i i do my best i pray for them i reach out to them i try to share the word with them and um it's by the grace of god so the same way with uh, a father now in this sense so you don't think that oh you're not yet a biological father so this podcast doesn't concern you even if you have somebody that is looking up to you professionally you know somebody that um is looking up to you to to train them in a trade or comes to you for advice you are playing a father role you are you are a father figure for that person and the best way you can help that person and help yourself to also fulfill purpose because all of these things are lined up in your destinies in life the best way you can fulfill purpose for yourself and for this other person is to cling on to christ cling on to christ because christ is your source jesus christ is your source so if you are not connected to the source you will either be spewing the wrong thing or you will soon run out of whatever goodies you are giving out um the third qualities of a father i i will um at this point go to the to the qualities of the supreme father himself because there is no better way to understand who a father is than to um understand the father of all fathers like god did not say i'm a mother <laughs> you know god did not say i'm a mother he said i am a father that means that being a father is very important because he could have said oh i'm a father and a mother or i am a she man or i'm a she he or whatever but he said i am your father i am your father hey that word is very strong i am your father what does it mean to be a father to understand what it means to be a father you have to also understand the qualities of god and we're just going to try to understand some of the qualities of god and marry them with the qualities that a father should have that our fathers are expected to have that we pray for our fathers to have number one god is the great provider a father is a provider ah this is a lesson in itself i'll try not to go deep a father is a provider 
a father is a provider when you go out in the place where I, uh, in the place where i live and i'm sure even in other parts of the world because um I've, in the americas in europe i've seen men who are doing not pro- not probably the best of jobs you know somebody standing out outside the door in winter you know in um a winter jacket as a doorman or something he's he doesn't really like it but he's doing that work for him to be able to earn some income either to take care of himself or to take care of himself and his family so uh, a, a father is a provider and that is why i think one of the worst things that the devil can do to, to any man is to make that man lazy i to make the man lazy to make the man lazy any man who is who does not think that it is necessary for him to provide for himself or even those that depend on him there is a problem the devil is after that person mark it the devil is after that person because i've also heard women say oh if he doesn't provide we will also provide yes you should also provide if he does not provide and even if he's providing you should provide in this time and age it doesn't make sense for a woman to just be a housewife sitting down doing nothing and just you know uh, when i was growing up as a child i remember most women in Igbo culture which is um my tribe in Igbo culture most women um the title for women that were married was um Uriaku. <laughs> Uriaku means the eater of wealth like obiageli the, the the one that enjoys wealth um that was what Uriaku meant and because in those in those days most Igbo men did not allow their wives to work or trade or do anything they just believed that the woman should be at home uh be beautiful for them take care of the children take care of the household spend the money you know like uh, the woman's job is just to spend the money and a man the mark of a man's uh, wealth and respect was in the way his wife looked back then but as the economy began to change and it became clear that women could not just be uh, sitting at home idle and not just the economy but really women emancipation when it came here in africa and women realized that they were created for more than just being baby machines and um sex um sex partners and um uh cooks you know domestic <laughs> domestic uh, uh uh should i call them workers now um they began to aspire for more and they also wanted to be able to bring something to be to the table self actualization they wanted to feel they wanted to, to be able to use their brain to do more and then most Igbo women said no i'm not just uriaku anymore i'm odoziaku Odoziako means the one that organizes the wealth, you know, the one that puts the wealth in order. And that really is um that really that really is the way it should be. That really is the way it should be. So the woman will help the man to organize the wealth that is coming in and also bring something to the table herself, you know, bring something in, especially in this economy in this uh, in economies where it's not just wise for uh you to have one source of income or one breadwinner in the family uh so but the main provider is the father and that's why our our father in heaven says that he is the great provider he will surely provide for you like he cannot he is he, he's, he's not just sitting there he's not just sitting there and seeing you in lack and he's not doing anything most of the times in fact when we need something and we are not getting it most of the time it is us I'm saying this including me. Most of the time it's us and let me quickly give you an example. So last year I decided to invest over $1000 in something I'm not going to tell you what <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what. But I I personally felt like okay, I needed this thing. I didn't ask God and because I wanted it, I felt like he was saying yes. So I invested this hard end money like I had to sweat to make this money it wasn't given to me on a platter I had to work for it and I invested this money and behold this thing did not come to pass it didn't materialize so the money was gone I didn't get a refund and I sat down I said god did I make a mistake okay maybe I didn't hear well from you or maybe I didn't ask okay I'm sorry um for not asking i'm sorry for not um 
subjecting my will to yours show me show me what you want me to do now and by the time god began to show me what he wanted it came with ease it came with ease so most times we are not getting because we are not asking rights or we are not doing what we ought to do or we are asking for the wrong thing or he has already given us what we want but we are not seeing it like we don't want to see it or we don't want to accept what he's giving to us and <clears throat> let me not jump into prayer because by the grace of God we're going to we're going to study we're going to discuss prayer one of these days sometime soon so God is the great provider and in the same way a father is a provider a father whose family um is not provided for most times you see that he's not happy and let me quickly just say this some men feel like um some men have become suicidal some fathers have become suicidal because as the economy is they feel like they are not able to take care of their households their wives are also trying and complaining because nothing seems to be adding up i want to encourage you tonight or today whatever time it is you are listening to this podcast please please and please the life you live is not your own it belongs to god and the best thing you can do is to go to the owner of that life and ask him Lord, what do you want me to do? This is where I am now. I have done my best. I'm out of my wit ends. I don't know what else to do. Please help me. Please help me. And this is very important because most men do not like to ask for help. It's almost like the way a man is wired. It's for him not to ask for help. You know, um, he, he almost wants to feel self-sufficient. And that's why when you see a man who has brought himself to the position of begging, Oftentimes, he, he deserves to be pitied because it's not very easy for a man to bring himself to that position. So I implore you, I beg you, I encourage you, whatever it is you are going through, whether it is financial, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, whatever it is, please take it to God and stay there, stay with God. I'm not saying call people. You can call somebody you know, because sometimes you also need physical support. So if you, if you, if you need to call someone, if you have somebody to call, I pray that God provides you with the right people for you to call and not people who ridicule you. But even if you call people who ridicule you, not a problem, reach out to somebody else, but ultimately get down on your knees and go to God the Father and ask him for help. I want to promise and assure you that he will come through. He surely will answer because he has promised that those that um, come to him, he will not in any wise cast out. Now, the second quality we see about God, about the fatherly nature of God, is that God is the protector. Ah, yeah, yeah. God is the protector. He's, he's, He's the protector, he's the defender. Eh? Have you seen when he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Anybody that contends with you is contending against me. Anybody that is coming against you is coming against me. You know, um, people say um, mothers are very protective. Yes, they are. But when you see a father, a real father, hey, yeah, 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 a father is not just going to protect now. He's protecting the future of his own. You know, he's protecting his, the future of his own. When you look at um, some of the multi-billionaires now, you're asking them, why are you still working? Many of them, they, they, are not, um, they are not just working for their pockets or for their sons, but they are thinking beyond the now. They are generations to come. They want, they want to secure the future of those people as well. And a father's... A a father, one of a father's primary objective is for him to protect his family, to protect his seed, to protect the ones that look up to him. You know, whether it's mental protection, physical protection, spiritual protection, and of course, the main source of protection you can get is from God himself because when you go to the ultimate protector because you remember we are discussing now gleaning from the qualities of uh, gleaning the qualities of a father from the supreme father himself from god god is the ultimate protector so when you go to him for protection and for help you know to teach you how to be a father to protect as a father he begins to give you directions he begins to give you insight he begins to give you ideas knowledge information on how you can protect not just yourself protect your family protect the ones that you love protect your seed protect your generations to come um 
uh, a father is also God as a father is also a creator. Hmm. He's creative. He brings to reality what is not, and he envisions he envisions something and he creates it. And that is why a father most times thinks. This time and age, people don't have time to think because everywhere you go there's so much there's so much that is calling for your attention you know um you you are you you there's just so much calling for your attention i can't even begin to mention them but there's so much calling for your attention. you want to make a call you see something that will you before you know it you're already reading different things um you are at work information is coming like they can reach you 24 7 you know from your place of work um you are walking on the street, data, inform- different things are just coming to you at different times. So people don't really uh, take time to think, to plan, to strategize, to um, assess, examine their lives anymore, to examine their actions, to to uh, to think and to plan, to create, to come up. When, when I say to create now, people say, ah, but people are creating new, new stuff. But it's not just about creating new things. And that brings to my, um, to, to my, um, remembrance. So somebody, somebody sat down and studied the fact that, oh, she, she was, she was a, she was a chef. She, um, she, she had a business, uh, where she uh, was running a restaurant. This is something she had been doing for a while because her mother was also involved in the trade. And she realized that, oh, that um, there was somebody who had cooked for so long, for about 87 hours or thereabouts. And she said, okay, that she was also going to try to tr- uh, surpass that person. And she strategized. Like she got, um, she did a lot of practice. She trained her body, her mind. She got trainers. She got sponsors. She got so many people to support her. And she eventually carried out this um, plan and succeeded. And then somebody else from nowhere as far as I'm concerned, it's from nowhere because you could see that there was poor planning involved. He immediately decided to copy what this person had done. I mean, how, how, how immediately, like you, you immediately just want, and she started making noise that she was going to unseat this person who had achieved this feat. She was going to overthrow this person. I mean, I don't want to get into all of that, but for me, it just showed lack of creativity lack of creativity and our god is a creator because if this person had this second person had sat down studied this uh, current holder of the record found out what she had done right see how she could improve on the processes that she had put in place and then come out to execute six months one month down um, six months one year down the line i'm sure that she probably would have gotten tremendous support and might have been successful but when she just decided to jump into the arena without proper planning then it smelled of bad faith so our god is the creator and he envisioned and he created i mean if you look at genesis chapter one it says that the spirit of god hovered upon the waters right the earth was without form without void and i can just imagine that god was already envisioning that okay this this earth is blank it's without form it's shapeless it is void there's nothing in it and the waters i created they are still here okay this is what i want i want i want uh to separate light from darkness i want the earth to bring out vegetation different colors of plants trees different shrubs even the ones that will grow under the water the ones that will grow on uh, on water because you have all this water high scent etc i want the firmament the the air to bring forth animals birds and i want the sea to bring forth animals i want he he envisioned i want to believe that god envisioned it and he said okay i will do this in one day today this is what i'm going to do he planned and that is who a father is a father is a creator he's a planner he sits down, he envisions the family that he wants to create, and then he tells the wife, and if he's not married, if it's a, a father-to-be, he says, okay, I want to be married at so-so-and-so age. Because for men, they really have it very lucky. A man can wake up today and say, I want to marry in December, and 
by December, Boala will have a wedding. Unlike a woman who would have to wait uh, for the right man to come and ask her because not every man that uh, asks her hand in marriage that she will accept. So she has to wait for the right man to ask for a hand in marriage and not just waiting but position herself strategically for that right man to see her and ask for a hand in marriage. But a man who is interested in marrying, uh, of course he's going to pray and um he will ask god for direction but he has the he has the power to choose and he may choose one that may not accept but he can also choose another and i don't want to go into samson oh nena nena should not tell stories today <laughs> i don't want to go into stories because samson in the bible he had chosen a woman to marry from the land of the philistines and because of his own prank that he decided to play he played a prank by uh, he, you can imagine somebody that was going for a wedding. He was going to marry his wife, and then he asked the uh, the wedding band um, a riddle. He asked them for the excuse me the answer to a riddle because on his way to the place he had killed a lion, and um, out of whether a lion or a bear, and out of it came honey that was sweet. So he asked this riddle to the people that were going with him for this wedding that out of something strong came something sweet. What does that mean? And they were like, ah, we don't know what this is. And he said, if you don't get it, you are going to give me this quantity of linen. And they were like, ah, this linen is very expensive. Hey, now wow. So they went to the uh, family that they knew he was going to get married to. And they said, look, oh, this is what this man has asked us. This is your son-in-law to be. Please, your daughter should go and find out the answer because we don't have the money to buy these things. And if she doesn't get it, we are going to, we are going to kill, we are going to kill her. And he said, and the daughter, uh, the daughter of the family, that's Samson's bride, went to Samson and was crying and said, "Please tell me the answer to this riddle. Tell me." And Samson told her the answer, and she went and told the men. And the men went to Samson and said, "Okay, this is the answer to the riddle. Now that we've told you the answer to the riddle, go and." give us you know go and get the linen for us and he of course he didn't have the linen so he had to go and fight somewhere and got the linen and came and gave to them and those people one of them eventually married the girl because the father's the the father of the bride refused to give the girl out to samson this is bible (laughs) it's me just in your bible it's not as if uh, i made it up so when they refused to give um the bride to samson samson was very annoyed and then he did something against the philistines philistines i think he burnt he set fire to their farm or something he did something really outrageous and in revenge against samson they burnt the girl's family you know burnt the girl and her family in the house so samson that was how samson lost that bride from his own if you ask me uh naughtiness he was really naughty so that was how samson decided that he was not going to marry again and then he met delilah that eventually led to them plucking his eyes out and he died so um if you try to marry somebody and it does not work please try another try somebody else don't say that your head is going to you that you die in that place because he had made that mistake he probably he could have married somebody else and i don't know why he didn't even look for a wife among the israelites he had to be looking for uh, a philistine woman to marry so um this is me encouraging our men now please if you try and the door is not open unless you have heard from god and god is telling you that this is the one and you have to follow the steps and directions that god has set for you it's not just that you go and you know like um somebody came to me oh god i'm not going to share that but uh, some men can be very funny sometimes when when they are seeking for a life partner you know they, they act like the woman is so desperate like they're doing the woman a favor so if you are putting up a nasty at- attitude and you're not getting the right response then you have to make a u-turn you have to change um but ultimately if you are doing the right thing and um, god has given you the right person please go ahead and if he says no that that's not the person then please look elsewhere so a man 
can plan his life and say, I'm going to marry at this age. I'm going to start my family at this age. This is the age. Uh, the, at, at this point, my wife and I, we're going to have a piece of land. We're going to build a bungalow. We're going to build um, a, a uh, one-story building or whatever. Our children are going to attend this kind of schools. Um, this is the kind of uh, secondary school I want my children to attend. By God's grace, um, these are the skills that I'm going to help my child to acquire. Yes, the child is going to be born with their own unique abilities, but I also like them to learn this because of ABCD reasons. It's for example, swimming. So swimming is a life-saving sport, and if you, it's advisable for you to teach your children that. So a man can actually plan his life, and he can create. You know, um, having ideas that work. And that is that is who our creator is, that um, a father is expected to be as well. A father, God as our father, he's love. The Bible says that God is love. God nurtures. God nurtures us. And he nurtures us spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, um, in every area that we can think about. He's a great listener, you know, and these, these are the qualities that every father should actually aspire to. Every father should aspire to, um, to love the ones that they are nurturing, you know, mentally, you know, say encouraging things to your children, say encouraging things to the ones that look up to you. Now, if you have a business or you're in a business place where you're a leader, you are technically in a father-like position to those people, you know, um, because a leader is one who motivates other people to bring out the best in themselves. You know, you influence other people to bring out the best in themselves, not, not bossing people around. So you have to care for the mental uh, health of the people that you are working with the mental health of your family the mental health of your spouse your children you know say encouraging things to them try to find out how they think and stir them to think in the right direction now we hear of people that say oh they feel dejected they feel depressed and all that as a father uh, one of our one of the responsibilities of a father is to continuously remind the child you know of who they are I love you. You are important to me. You are the you are this you are um you are the uh, source of my strength or whatever. You know, say encouraging things. You are the future that I that I'm I'm hoping for. You you are going to carry my name forward. You are going to you are going to walk into nations. The earth is going to release its richness, its fruits unto you. You know, say things that will encourage your child and not talking down on the child, abusing the child, amplifying their mistakes and all of that. Um, the spiritual health of your children too are also very important. You know, what do you do first thing in the morning? What do you do last thing at night? What do you do before you eat? What do you do when something good happens? Um, what do you do when in the face of terrible situations because the child is learning the people under you are learning the people looking up to you they are learning from you and the best way you can demonstrate love and and, and um, your quality as a nurturer is by clinging onto God and learning from God a father is also a deliverer which is close to being a protector a father is the foundation um, God is our firm foundation and a father is the foundation for every person and that's why most times people will ask who is your father because they want to know what your background is they want to understand what your history is they want to know what family tree you are springing up from so as a father this these are the things that every man needs to bear at the back of his mind whatever you are doing today you're not just doing for yourself these things are going to impact your generations to come and yes you might say oh yes god is not going to visit the iniquity of the father upon the children but whatever you do will stick on your children and i pray that every mistake that you have made that god will wipe and blot them out and that god will give you the wisdom that god will give our fathers the wisdom to know what to do to do the right thing at the right time in the right way all to the glory of god um so this is why we have um our surname our surnames are often associated with our father they are often associated with our father's background and i pray and pray earnestly that every father will be very mindful of this so that he provides the right foundation for the ones that he loves. now a father is responsible for his own and um our prayer is that god will continue to preserve our father's present past and future fathers and um 
we are just going to quickly run through some of the things that we expect that our fathers expect from us or that we are expected to do for our fathers in return for some of these amazing things that we have explained about four or five qualities um, that we have wrapped up as that that um uh, that we have just recently explained that uh our, that we expect from our fathers now what do our fathers expect from us our fathers expect us to honor them you know um in 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 the word um I, I can't really remember the exact portion of the scriptures now but there god was saying if you say i'm your father where is my honor where is my honor for, you know for you to honor your father means that you have utmost respect for him and it doesn't matter whether he's present or absent it doesn't matter whether he's alive or he's late if you honor your father you honor even his memory the memory of his name such that in everything that you do you want to be a positive representative of your father you don't want to do anything that will cause people to say ah is it not this person's child that's how they behave in their family or ah, why is this person behaving like this father was not like that hey such a shame no so you want to honor your father and even when he's alive you when you how do you greet your father when you see him uh some people in their cultures they shake they, whatever but show the mark of utmost respect and honor to your father the way you speak to him the way you address him the way you um you react to him i mean some people their fathers will say something to them and then they will just walk away if your father cannot speak to you uh in a certain way who else will will be able to do that and this is not to excuse those abusive parents who do all sorts of abusive things to their children my prayer is that god will have mercy on them and help them and also help the children that they are that they are destroying because um that that is that is probably the one of the worst things that can ever happen where a father rather than nurturing and helping to raise the seed that god has blessed him with he's rather contributing in killing and corrupting and destroying that seed so um my prayer is that god gives us godly fathers that god gives us fathers that depict his image as a father and that we in return respect them but even if your father has not shown you the love and um, care that a father is supposed to show to a child there's something my father said to me one day he said that the person that gives you life is more important than the one that gives you wealth so for the fact that this person has given you life you have to honor him it doesn't matter if your father has never done anything for you your father did not educate you did not send you to school he probably abused you or whatever the fact that he 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 brought you to life his seed brought you to life i pray that god gives you the spirit to forgive his wrongs and still honor him for the fact that he is the foundation from which your life sprung from and i pray that as you do so that god will wipe away your heart that god will heal you that god will take care of you that god will nurture you in ways that no human father no earthly father ever can that god will surpass your expectations in the name of jesus christ amen we are also expected to represent our father positively we we have already talked about that we're expected to obey our father in the lord we're expected to give our time and our resources our love to our father the best time for you to enjoy your daddy is now especially if he's alive don't wait until you have so much money don't wait until he's late and then you throw one big party saying that you are celebrating him uh, don't say you are waiting for him to clock 80 90 years and then you do a landmark party for him the best time for you to celebrate him is now you don't need to wait until father's day sometimes you can just pick up the phone and call him and say that i love you and i thank you because i know that you did your best and i thank you for doing your best i'm very happy because i think i had that kind of conversation with my father before he passed on where i just thanked him for everything for being himself you know for taking care of us the best way he knew how and sometimes we need to also understand the history of our fathers so my father didn't have he didn't have those kind of um nurture and care but he was able to raise us with so much 
care he was able to care for our future give us so many things that his own parents could not give to him and for that i'm eternally grateful and i pray that god will continue to bless preserve our fathers that god will bless us and help us to be better fathers to our children i'm speaking to the men folk now uh for the mothers as well that god will give us the grace to support our husbands our fathers and uh, our partners to be better fathers these are my prayers praying that god continues to keep direct provide uplift us in ways that um, surpass our imaginations all to the glory of his name in the name of jesus christ amen may god bless you our present our past our future and prospective fathers in jesus name amen thank you